Hey, good morning and happy Monday. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls. I am your host and I have a very, very special lady, a good friend of mine on the show today. And her name is Christy Primer. I want to go ahead and welcome Christy all the way in from Canada. Hey, Ken. Good hey, morning. Good morning to you. You look wonderful. So, so hey, um, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to do this. And, um, you know, I've what's crazy is I've had, I think I have had probably... I don't know, at least 15, probably, people from Canada, friends of mine from Canada on the show. <laughs> you know what's right. <laughs> I know. Hey, Jim Ziegler's on here. What's going on, Jim? We have Sandy Lewis. We've got a lot of great people on. So, And my apologies for not engaging with the audience in advance because uh, we just we got a lot of ground to cover. This goes out on iTunes. It goes out on my TV network. And everything else. So um, here we go. Well, I got to shout out a couple of other Canadians. We have Greg Crane and Lindsay Adamson. I mean, awesome. it's crazy, man. I'm like, I think I'm supposed to move to Canada, eh? Come to my house. <laughs> huh? Come to my house. It's big enough. Yeah, right. So, so Christy, I, I created this show um, because there's Leilani Moore, too. Because uh, I love Leilani. So um, because, you know, I, I've, I know that people get stuck in life. The, the crap hits them. They, they hit the wall. They don't know how to get through it. They don't know how to overcome the, you know, issues that life throws at us. And, and so they get stuck. And they stay stuck for an entire lifetime sometimes. And that breaks my heart. And and I know you've been through enough enough crap in life, um, and uh, I mean you and I have had some some in depth conversations. You've been yeah. through it, and you're a champion. I mean you've really overcome a lot of a lot of things. So I want to start with how about telling everybody who you are, where you're from, where you were born and raised. Let's start there. All right, awesome. Okay, so I'm Christy Primer. I currently live in Wyoming, Ontario, Canada. So for those of you that don't know Ontario at all, I'm near Sarnia, which is a border city to Port Huron, Michigan. And I was born actually in a little tiny village of about 250 people. Wow. <laughs> no one knows that about me unless they've read my first book. But uh, outside of Woodstock, Ontario... And, uh, yeah, you know, I've moved around a little bit, but currently near Sarnia and just really, really actually on the brink of taking a bigger jump and, uh, moving again. So stay tuned. Wow. Yeah. So, so, you know, one thing that I'm, I'm positive of it, well, it, it's, well, I guess I shouldn't say positive. It's a theory. Um, but I believe that it's true. And I think that, um, Everybody in life um, has some sort of event or people or things that occur um, in childhood, good and bad, that kind of dictate who we become as an adult or maybe not dictate, but pushes us in a certain direction. Um, and, and I guess when, when I say that to you, 
what what's the what's the very first thing that pops into your head who 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 influenced you as a child oh geez probably my mom okay my mom and my dad so i was adopted so i was adopted at 11 oh wow but uh my mom was just a badass businesswoman you know my mom always supported me in my sports and my girl guides, but she always had her own life and she always climbed the ladder. She was at with her company for 45 years. Wow. Like, that's unheard of now, but wow. I watch her, um, be able to be a mom sometimes by phone <laughs> with travel, but, and do, do things and volunteer and give back, but also still be a woman. And so that really inspired me to want to, to create my own life, to, to always, I always wanted to have a child, one, I got them, but I always <laughs> wanted to have my own identity as a woman. To me, that was really uh, important and definitely influenced by my mother. Okay, cool. So, so you went to, now I know they call it, it's a little bit different naming conventions in Canada. There's, there's right. college and there's university, um, yeah. still not sure i know the difference but um because here it's just college <laughs> right? i went to both i've, I've been to both college and university a couple times oh okay so 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 you so you went to like did you like where you grew up in this little village is that where you went to school your whole life no i actually so i grew up in this little village till i was 18 and a boyfriend of mine had been killed in a car accident. Oh, wow. And uh, within about two months, I made a decision. Uh, my sister was getting married, but I made a decision. I wasn't going to go to post-secondary right away. I, I just needed to mentally get out of there. Yeah. So um, having never flown before, I hopped on a plane. I moved out to Jasper, Alberta, Canada. Wow. I got a housekeeping job, and I lived out there for a few years. So circling back to your question, I didn't go to post-secondary until I was about 20. Okay. And I came back to London. Uh, I went to London College, and then I went to Windsor University, which is both in Ontario, Canada. Okay. So, but you but you went to, like, like grade school and, and Where high school yeah. and all that. In the, the village of 250. I was bust. <laughs> So, um, wow. So how many kids were in your graduating class? Like five? No, <laughs> no I think there was about 18 of us in oh our my graduating gosh. class. Wow. And I thought yeah. I went to a small school with 80 kids in, in my graduating class. Holy moly. So, yeah. so, okay. So, wow. That's like a town where you definitely know everybody and they know you. Yeah, and my dad was the fire captain, so everybody knew me, and I had to. I, it was it was pros and cons of that, but yeah, and all my family, um, they farmed, so all my family was there. Wow, it's crazy. So you grew yeah. up on a farm? Uh, down the road, my grandparents had a farm. Okay. And uh, my mom and dad lived right in the village, and my grandparents lived just on the cusp of the village. Okay. So you farmed as a kid? Did you work on the farm I, at all? Until I was about 12 and they wouldn't let me wear my dresses in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> and it started to stink too much at that time. But yeah, uh, I did. I, I actually uh, spent my entire childhood helping on the farm, helping do a lot of things that people would never guess I did. <laughs> wow. 
So, um, so you you ended up at at twenty years or eighteen ish. You were you went to I see like you're naming parts of Canada. That I like I know where Toronto is. That's about yeah. it. Like <laughs> I'm that's... currently two hours from Toronto. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So so you you um, traveled about Canada. You ended up having a job as a housekeeper. I started out as a housekeeper for, uh, it's now owned by Fairmont, but it was Canadian Pacific Hotels. Oh, okay. And I moved out there, and then within three months, I was promoted to a supervisor position, and then I just kept getting promoted. Um, wow. But yeah, so I, I, I was willing to take whatever I could get to do whatever it took to get out of where I was. Wow. And uh, my parents helped me buy my plane ticket, I, even though they were like not wanting me to go, and I was off on an adventure. Wow. Toilets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And a hotel. Yeah. I could not even imagine. If if anyone gets a chance, Google Jasper Park Fairmont Hotel. It is a resort like you it's right in the mountains. Yeah. Beautiful. Is it? Yeah. Wow. But still, I mean, uh, uh you had to see some <laughs> nasty things. So Oh yeah. <laughs> so Okay, so you ended up in um, in working in this this hotel, and yeah. and then then what happened after that? So I met my ex husband. Okay. And um, got engaged actually at West. My dad became very sick with his first diagnosis of cancer. Oh. So after it was about almost two years, and then we flew back because at that point I had said to my ex husband, "Listen, I gotta go home." So you're either going to come with me or you're going to continue on. And I, I wish you well, no matter what you choose, but I got to go. Right. And ultimately he came home with me. We ended up uh, getting married. I had my son and I went back to school. So at that point I started college and I how, had how old were you? I was 21. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And I first took my developmental services worker program, which was at that time, a three-year college diploma program at London, uh, Fanshawe, which is in London. Okay. And um, so I did that. And ironically, my sister also was in the course at the time with me. Wow. And uh, she was a year ahead of me. But um, basically, I wanted to do that program because I've always been an advocate for people that have so-called disabilities, limitations, and uh, lo and behold, my son was at birth, uh, had herbs palsy occur. So because he was stuck and it was a very traumatic delivery, oh. the, the courses that I had taken and was continuing to take after I'd had him helped me be a better advocate for my own child. So yeah. it's like everything circles back around. Right. You know? Right. Wow. So, so wow. So here you are, 21-ish. And you yeah. have uh, you have a child. I'm married with a child. Married with a child. Going don't do to... it, kids. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? I said don't do it, kids. Yeah, right. Um, so you had a, a here, and and you're going to college or university? College at this time. Yeah. College. College is first in Canada. Yeah, college. The difference between college and university, in a nutshell, is university is a lot more money. But college is more hands-on applied, whereas university is very much self-directed research-based. Okay. So the skill set 
um, from my experience, being deposed twice, yeah, a lot more self-directed research and writing a lot of papers and a lot of different research thinking, innovative thinking with with university. Whereas with college, yes, you still have to do your research and your papers, but you actually have hands-on practical placements okay. for the career you're choosing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you, so you're in, in college, you have, you have a child, you're married. Um, what's, what, how's that all going? Uh, then I got separated. Oh, okay. So, so not from college. No, I wasn't done college yet. Right. Right. Um, my son's the, the different needs that he had really put a strain on my marriage. Uh, um, and I was, and I'm still the woman. Like, if my child needs anything, yeah, you bet your ass I'm going to make sure I can do it. And if I can't, I will find someone who can. And right. so I think looking back, it just, I mean, he was 26, I was 21. Yeah. Um, or sorry, he was 27, I was 21. And then 22. And then I was separated and it was like, you know, I got to keep getting an education because I have a child now and I'm a single parent. Right. So long story short, then I uh, started working and enrolled in university. Okay, okay. Um, so, so you got separated. <laughs> you're working. You enroll. You get. You're like I'm taking this to a new level of yeah. of pressure. <laughs> Three jobs. Oh my. <laughs> So, so, and, and that's what I, 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 I love about you is you're, you're just a, a whatever it takes kind of. You have to be, have I to mean, be. And, and, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of, um, gender separation. It's always, it's always, um, it's always really cool to see a woman really, really excel like you have. Um, Thank you. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's a thing where it's a human nature thing. It's like you either have that innate desire to do whatever it takes or you don't. And and I'm not sure that it can be learned personally. I'm When I look back, I mean, my son's going to be 18 this year. So do the math, whoever's yeah, watching. Yeah. Um, I've been remarried for almost 13 years now. It's the love of my life, my best friends. I've got my degrees. I've got my diplomas. And I look back now and I think... It couldn't have been any other way. Was it stressful? Oh, oh, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I was if I hadn't had my mom and dad's support and great childcare, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't even I look back and I'm like, wow, I just remember my morning started at like four thirty AM, got myself ready, got my child ready, got him dropped off at daycare, got to my first job, got to my second job, picked my child up, like Wow. And then did my research and my, my schooling at night. So I went part, I had to switch from full-time to part-time. Wow. Um, and I just remember being so grateful. Like, so I look, I look back and I'm like, wow, how did I do that? And then I also sit and I go, of course I did it. I'm, right. I'm Christy Primer. I, I do whatever it takes when it takes it, you know? Right, right. But you know, I mean, and along that journey, though, there there had to be moments. I would imagine. I mean, you know, one of the things about you is every time I I talk to you, and we've talked a lot, and we've talked on video a lot too. So I always, yeah. you know, we Facetime, whatever. But like, yeah. you are always this bright, bubbly, shining, glowing, you know, beautiful thing of positive energy, 
and and I love that. And I, I I mean I I think for the most part I have that same you know, but there's there's got to be things in along this journey that 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 you like locked yourself in a room and went I can't oh. freaking do this shit anymore. Oh, like. Not- snot nose cries man singing like praying to god on the floor after i put my son to bed like help me so so funny you say that because the entire reason i have built my company to what i have and why i work with women internationally is because i was broke i was left for broke yeah and i could have i could have said and this before i say this no offense to anyone who's had to use a system or support. I, I totally, I totally get it. Yeah. But I could have chosen to say, I can't do this. I can't do this. Or I had to just pull from faith and say, I'm going to do this no matter what. And it's going to work out for, for the best interest of myself and my son and something even better is going to happen and trusting that. But, Oh man, lots of tears, lots of snotty nose cries, lots of anger, lots of anger at God. Like what the hell? You yeah. Know? And yeah. And yeah, and, and being so poor that I can buy diapers. So building my, my business to what it's at and helping women be confident and, you know, within their body, within their skill set, improving their personal development and financially independent. Because one of the reasons I stayed in my marriage longer than I should have was because I didn't have any money. Right. So I stayed in hell. Yeah. Because otherwise I would have been broken on the streets. Yeah. I mean, there was a piece of me that was like praying, like maybe there was going to be some miraculous hope for us and our marriage is going to thrive. But I, I'm committed to helping women live better lives and smart men because I have been in those dumps, valleys, whatever you want to call them, where yeah. you really don't know what you're going to do. You really don't know who's going to help you. You feel so alone. Yeah. And add having no money in your account, it's like... It's it's just a dark place that I've been in my life, and that's why I'm so committed to helping other people rise up, so they never have to be there or or ever be there again. You know. But do you find you know? <clears throat> don't you find that it's that because I've been through uh, like I've been through hell in life, and and you know I've I've always come back out on top, yeah. and you know. But don't you find that it's that pain that that really. You know, and, and and again, some people take that pain and they use it to as a as a launch pad, and other yeah. people take it and use it as an excuse to to stay stuck and a crutch. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. and and so it's you obviously took that pain and you you used it like this is fuel for my rocket ship, <laughs> right? <laughs> well- yeah, you know, like I had to, uh, it's actually something in, in one of the books I'm working on right now, purposeful living from pain. Like we, we have to choose consciously if we're going to stay in that rut. And some of us have been in places that no one would ever even imagine because of where we are now. Right. But it's like, it's a conscious choice every day. Right. So, so yeah, people, people do, they choose to either let it define them and hold it as a crutch for why they can't improve. Or they say, you know what? By the grace of God, by the whole, like the unit, whatever it is for them, I have to get out of this and get to something better. Yeah, for sure. So, but then it shakes us too, right? Right, right. 
But I, I think, you know, and, and I know you, I, I don't know how you define it. I think you, you call it coaching. You do coaching and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I've, I've done some coaching too, and I still do some. Um, but I've, I've, I've found that, that there are people that are really, really, really stuck. I mean, you can see their path, like you can see it and you're like, I see it. Here it is. This is what you need to do. And they don't do it. <laughs> it's like, right. So it's like, like, again, when, when you see that where, where somebody is stuck and you know what, what's got them, I mean, what's the biggest thing that you think is holding people back? Uh, well, I've, I've built my whole company on this self-awareness, self-love, self-confidence, everything to start with self. Yep. And I feel like too many people, because I've for, for almost two decades now, I've been working with people, right. trauma counseling, coaching. Yeah. And even though everyone's story is a little bit different, it always comes back to, they don't feel like they're worthy enough. They don't, they don't know. They don't know how to feel like they're worthy enough. Or if they can kind of grasp that idea, they have no concept of of who they really are because they've been defined by these labels and the story that they've lived. Yeah. And that's not to minimize anything they've been through. Right. But they, they're lacking that that wherewithal to say, like, I can change my story. It's not just hokey pokey. Right. I, I can be whoever I want to be. So I think it always comes back to their core identity, their, their self. Yeah. And when people are stuck, and I know exactly what you're talking about, you, you you, you can actually write out what they can do to help themselves, A to B to C. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I can't do it, man. I, I, they freeze. Yeah. And what I found is a lot of times, and this is really a bitter pill to swallow, but a lot of times people like the comfort in the familiarity and the safety of being in such a dark place. Yeah. And I'm not talking depression. I'm talking just stuck, okay? Yeah. But they, they're more content with that if content's the right word then the risk of well what if it doesn't work what if it's one more attempt and i fail what if no one supports me so so it's really getting into the the mindset of who they are and what they're capable of and i i think you know i've and dr wayne dyer wrote a lot about that stuff he's one of my favorite authors ever um but you know like some people um are are complaining just to complain, not because they yeah. want a solution, <laughs> right? And that's their habit. Like I see right. It becomes a habit. I know. An, un an unconscious habit. Yes. Right? So how do you, how do you, um, and, and, and we're going a little bit off the path here, you know, talking about your life story, but I, I think that your, your <laughs> life story is probably, I mean, just the little bit I've heard so far, it's like, speckled with holy crap how's this gonna work out and then you just push through it right <laughs> right 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 a friend of mine when i got sober 16 years ago um my my um my my first aa sponsor said dude you're you're like at the bottom you're at the deepest part of a big big dark black hole stop digging <laughs> like quit <laughs> digging man like you know but but so, you know, you see people, I know you deal with a lot of people every day, men and women, and and I know that you do speaking engagements. You've got, how many books do you have now? Um, 
three, but only one solo, and I just signed a new book deal, so I'm working on my second solo book. Wow! Congratulations! Yeah. Thank wow! You. So, Thank you. so, and you're amazing. Like you sent me your book signed. You sent me the your cards. Those cards. I mean, you're you're amazing. So, so the um, the people that are 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 stuck, like you. You know they're they're incredibly stuck. They're programmed by by the past. They're programmed by, by life by other people, um, and you know what they need to do. You tell them, hey, this is what you should probably consider doing if you want to get unstuck. But they don't. What do you do? How do you get those people across? And I don't even want to say the finish line. Across the starting line, how about like pushing <laughs> yeah. them up? Like, come on, man, get set. The race is it's already started. You got to get going, man. How do you get people to do that? What do you? How yeah. do you interrupt their patterns? Yeah, you know it's interesting because I was just talking about this with a client yesterday that's yeah. in a pretty dark place. She'll, she'll get out of it, but uh, you know, I I genuinely believe that when I show people I actually care. Uh, it resonates with them on a different level. And I also think, you know, showing that you care, yes, but I always let them know, you want to get in the driver's seat of your life, you've got to hit the pedal. You've got to take action. If it's like a minute baby step today and one tomorrow, that will build exponentially on the bigger plan, the bigger, right. the bigger goal. And you know, a lot of encouragement, but the accountability. I, I really love empowering people to take action. And as I let come back to me when you're ready. Sorry, something happened. It 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 um it it stopped streaming there for a second. So it I it it's going again now. I think. Sorry, I don't know what happened. That's weird. weird. Yeah, very weird. So so you tell them come back to me when you're ready. Yeah, like I feel like if people don't want to. I get the whole feeling like hopeless and stuff and needing help and guidance totally. But if they're not willing to take responsibility for their results, if they're not willing to do any type of action or they say, I've tried that, I've tried that, it didn't work, they're not someone that I'm able to help at that time. Right. The resistance is far too strong. Right, right. I mean, I, and I, I've, you know, seen it where I, I, a long time ago, I tried to help this, this homeless guy in Atlanta. I gave him a job. I put him up in a motel. I, I gave him money. Um, and he never showed up for the job. <laughs> and I fronted him all this money, put him up in a motel room and he never even showed up. And, and, and that, I was 21 years old, probably 22, somewhere in there. And I'm like, like, I, I, it's always kind of stuck in my head. Like, that dude had, I could have, like, he could have changed his, his his path, but he chose not to. Like, and it was, I opened up the door wide for him. Like, and, and I think, I even invited, he ate Thanksgiving dinner with me and my family at my house. So, but like, you know, um, <clears throat> I always wonder about people like that. You know what I mean? And I'm not judging yeah. By any means, I've been homeless four times. I mean, I'm I I always find it very curious that people, excuse me, choose to stay stuck. Yeah, it's I don't get that. And you know, a lot of people get angry when you call them on it. Yes, 
and get defensive. And it's like, listen, it's not a judgment. It's an observation. Right. You have this opportunity and you're choosing to bypass that I, to stay stuck. I know. So how can I help you help yourself if you're telling me that right now you don't want to take any help? It, so, it, it blows me away. Completely I had blows to really, me away. Oh, sorry, Ken. I had to really come to a place where I realized that not every person was for me to help. Because I care, I'm so empathetic and I care so strongly about people that if I can help, I really want to. But it was my wisdom and maturity and growth where I realized, listen, I, I can't babysit. I can't push to a point where they're not, you know, going to do anything. Yeah. It's about stepping back and saying, you do you. Sucks. I'll pray for you. But when you're <laughs> ready, if I'm still around, then come and see me. If not, you'll find someone different or better. Right, so, right. So, so you think that the number one reason people stay stuck is self-awareness. They don't love themselves. And they don't understand <clears throat> there's, that they're capable of change. They've been so stuck in their stories and in their patterns that instead of tuning into all the things, environment, thoughts, circle of support, you know, even the food they eat, the water they drink, all the basics. Yeah. The self-awareness isn't there. And so it's like they're so caught up in what's been their story that at the core of who they are, that's who they think they are. Instead of these are the circumstances that have shaped you to be who that person is today. Right. But you can change who that person is for tomorrow. I feel like that's the, the missing link there, right? They're really just totally not aware of, of any possibilities for change or maybe don't trust that they can. Right, right. I, I, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. You know, what's funny is the, the number one answer to that question on this show has been fear. Is fear, and 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 I believe that it's a. Um, I, have you ever um, studied a Course in Miracles, or Gabby. or yeah. or Marianne Williamson's book, A Return yeah. to Love? So you know, she talks about she talks about some of that stuff that, you know, of course in miracles, a buddy of mine that, that introduced me to it said it can be summarized fairly simple. It's like a thick, huge book. And he's like, it, it's, it's everything human beings do and experience in life can be categorized under one of two things, fear or love. Love. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and so that goes back to what you said. It, it's, it's a love of self. So, sure. um, somebody that comes to you and they, they are, um, well, let, let's not go there yet. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold that, <laughs> that I'm going to hold that question for closer to the end, but, but so <clears throat> let's back up a little bit. So here you are at university. Now the, the higher level of learning apparently in Canada, <laughs> I don't is that like master's degree? Oh, okay. So you so in America it's like just bachelor's degree from a college at a university and then master's degree, PhD, whatever. Um so, so Yeah, college you only get uh diplomas. Okay. You can't use the word degree unless you've graduated your bachelor from university, which then you go back to university for your master's. And then you can, if you choose, go back for your PhD. I got it. Okay. Okay. Can you leave high school and go straight to university? Absolutely. Okay. Wow. See, I'm learning. I feel like I'm at university right now. Your Canuck friends will help you out, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
so so um so you here you are you're separated or divorced or or, or divorced by that time okay you have a, a child with with some special needs um you have 14 jobs it sounds like <laughs> you three <laughs> three and are you you're not living at your parents i had actually eventually did move back to the upstairs my parents had a huge huge house yeah so i actually did move back into the upstairs of it for okay. a, a short period of time yeah um because and, otherwise i wouldn't have been able to pay for my car right so wow you're just like and i hated moving like my mom oh, is yeah. my best friend my dad has passed away but my dad was like my another hero to me wow but i mean when you've been on your own for years yeah. And now you're moving back with a kid and you feel like a, like your marriage failed. Your kid, like, it's just, it was not ideal. Yeah. But, you know, again, something that had to happen. So yeah, I did live, I lived with them for a little while. Yeah. Now, didn't your, didn't your dad just recently? No, what? well, it'd be four years in November, but he was oh. sick. So I come back from Jasper. Okay. And he was sick for 15 years after that. Oh my gosh. Cancer after cancer after health ailment after like so hell. Wow. And then uh, he passed away in November of 2014. Wow. I, I thought I, I I thought I remembered you something that you you had told me or you had posted or something about something you went through recently. I don't remember what it was. Um but the um so you're like you're like going through the shit and this is in your mid twenties, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. did you end up graduating and, and getting a degree, a degree from university? Yes. Okay. And that and was in, I uh, liberal and professional studies. So okay. emphasis on psychology and business. Nice. Nice. And then what, what, what happened next? You, you, you got an amazing job somewhere that paid you millions of dollars a year in life <laughs> and you lived happily ever after. Yeah. Something like that. So <laughs> I actually finished my degree end of it. Um, when, after being married. So it took quite a bit of time, but, um, also went back to college at the same time and finished a different, uh, diploma course. Wow. But yeah, so I ended up getting a job working for a community living agency, so supporting dual uh, men with dual diagnosis that were um, had been charged as sex offenders. Oh, so geez. a dual diagnosis is a mental illness and a developmental disability. Okay. So there's two diagnoses going on. And uh, wow. so we did that for quite a few years and then got a second job working for a community living agency out of London, supporting youth, young men that had um, dual diagnosis as well. So fragile X, schizophrenia, autism, uh, bipolar disorder. So really uh, pulled from my education. But what I did so successfully that I tried to teach my, my team and my coworkers was I always met the individual where they were energetically and, and to some people that sounds really woo but I've always been intuitive I've always been able to sense people's energy and emotion and I think that's why I've been so effective at my work but I would work with these people and I would have less aggression less issues and it's like build the rapport right feel them out like if someone's aggressive you don't go in and start trying to tell them what they have to do with their lives right <laughs> I have a teenager believe me <laughs> yeah yeah 
But so I did that. And, and you know, the pay at the time, I mean, I'm going to be honest, the pay at the time sucked. I didn't do the work because of the money. I did the work because my heart was in it to be of service. And after that, I got a government uh, position working as a team supervisor overseeing senior care. So I supervised nurses, PSWs, home support workers, wow. and advocated for seniors to have the best care living in home and long-term care facilities. And then I moved. So I gave up. That was like my dream job. Uh-huh. And my husband, Anthony, had uh, got a teaching opportunity where we live now. And so I decided that I would support him in his teaching career and uh, gave up my gave up that position, trusting something even better would come along. And I moved, and it was really lonely. Moved to a little village <laughs> to raise my son. Wow! And uh, ended up getting a job working uh, with survivors of sexual violence for a few years. So wow. Yeah. So you've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and this is only in your mid twenties. Yeah. Wow. And it's all it all related back to helping people become their best self. So then when I started my company seven plus years ago, it was just a no brainer to take all the things I love doing, writing books, speaking, counseling, coaching, and create a business out of it. Wow. So when, okay, so you you had these jobs. I apologize. My little girl's trying to get my attention. Oh, um, Abigail. <laughs> Abigail, yeah. Um, so so um, so you had the the so you had this these jobs in your twenties, and um, at what point did you start your your entrepreneurial journey? Well, I always wanted to run my own business uh-huh. and I was writing business plans and I mean all the shit now that I tell my clients, you know what, if you need it for funding, do it. But otherwise, like yeah. figure out what you want to do, do your soul's calling. Right. But anyways, um, I always want to have my own business and uh, lo and behold, doesn't the universe just kick us in the pants? I walked into work July of 2011, got, got let go, got fired. Um, no, no warning. So two weeks prior had a five star work performance review. Wow. Um, but government funded agencies are very sketchy. And also I was working with some pretty toxic people. I, I really wanted to get out of there. Wow. And I was like, okay, I have to have a plan and then I'll leave. Well, the universe was like, boom. <laughs> wow. Now. And that's why my company is prime time because... It's prime time to shine. It was prime time for me to start my own business. And it was pretty scary. It was pretty difficult the first couple months. And then I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm going all in. I'm wow. starting my own business. And uh, never looked back. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And so how old? That was, you said when? 2011? Seven years ago. So I was 31. Wow. Okay. And so, okay, hold on. So let, I want... Keep in mind, though, my dad was an entrepreneur. <laughs> right. My mom's family were entrepreneurs. Like, it's in my bloodline. I understand that, but it doesn't matter if other people around you are entrepreneurs. <laughs> like, yeah. once you become one, it's yeah. like, oh, God, this it just got real. Like, really real. Oh, yeah. Right? So, 
um, you know, like, uh, oh, that's right, I need money to pay bills, and 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 you know, clients haven't paid or whatever. I mean, there's a yeah. there's a whole gaggle I have of no things. Clients. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I have no clients, but I have a business. So oh, so dear. um so the the um how did that go when you first got started? I mean, where where how were things? Um, you know, it's funny. Sorry, I got something in my eye. That's all right. But things were so, so my husband was like, I I didn't talk for about two weeks when I got fired. I could, I couldn't talk. I was so traumatized. I had just found out the night before my dad had his fourth cancer. Wow. I walk into work getting ready to go to trial. So I've done a lot of work in domestic and sexual assault trial. So I, I was totally in the mindset to be with my client. Wow. And you know, I, I was really traumatized, but I took the time and processed that. And within three months, I pulled my investments. I pulled all my investments out. Wow. And went back to university. <laughs> Good and Lord. started a business. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you're not living at home. No, I have my own. We have a very yeah. beautiful home. Yeah. So, the, at the, wow. So, okay. Um, hold it. Had you had met your, you'd met your husband, your husband. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I've been with Anthony for 14 plus years, married for awesome. 12, almost 13. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, um, you had, I mean, I'm sure he had some sort of income at least to, you know, yeah. buy peanut butter. But, <laughs> but we had, I, I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. We had a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Right. And I refused to give that up. So I was like, listen, I'll do whatever it takes. Pulled my, in, my investments yeah. out. Um, and then I built to, I built in the first year word of mouth referral, six figure company. Oh my gosh. Look at you go. That's awesome. So, so I mean, because he trusted in me and I was like, I'll finance myself. You pay the mortgage. <laughs> right. Right. I'll take care of Navon, our son's care and, and stuff. Wow. And uh, had to get a lawyer and get paid out from, from the agency that had fired me. So that took a lot of time and emotion. But in the end, whatever, it was what it was. But, yeah, it's, uh, again, it couldn't have happened any other way. Because now when I'm working with women and they're like, but this and but this and but this, it's like yep. either you want to or you don't. That's right. That's it's it. Like, don't give me your bullshit. Right. I'm not going to listen to it because if I see potential in you and believe in you, I my job is to help pull that out of you, right? Yeah. So yeah, I love it. I mean, that's that's the thing is I I see and and no offense to any. I mean, I, look, I'm I'm a recovered alcoholic of 16 years sober, but I was a raging practicing alcoholic for 25 years. So you know, I I would. I would go to to save a relationship or whatever. I'd go to to see a counselor, and and it'd be like some twenty four year old. That I'm like, first off, <laughs> <laughs> I've been at this game lo way longer than you've been, and and it's like, you know, because and and I didn't, I just didn't respect them as much because they yeah. just didn't they they didn't have the experience, the real life experience. And, I and you can people, tell. Yeah, absolutely. And and I could manipulate the hell out of them. <laughs> like, I mean, big time. They didn't even know what was happening. So, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, so it's like, 
Like when, when, I mean, and, and no offense, there's, but I see these young kids that are, and I say young, I'm, I just turned 50, so everybody's a young yeah. kid now. But, yeah. but, but like, you know, I see these young kids that are like in their 20s trying to be these life coaches and they're going to, and they're, you know, taking pictures in front of Ferraris and jets and all of, and it's like, <laughs> dude, what? Like, <laughs> like oh, and, and they're, 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 you know, but whatever. So I, I think that experience, the life experience that you're talking about, there's nothing, all the university education in the world oh. cannot even come close to comparing to that. No. To having to figure no. it out many, many times over. Yeah. You know, I, just be just to add to that i always tell people i'm proud of my education because i paid for it all myself right sure. and i'm debt free of it like i've paid it off wow but what i learned more than getting the degrees and the diplomas what i learned about myself yeah in addition to all the other stuff that life had given me beforehand has made me more efficient more understanding yeah and more results focused and and more efficient at helping others get those results so yes. Yeah, I mean, I have clients that I've never gone to and have no desire to go to post-secondary. I'm like, you don't have to. Right. But you have to know what your craft is. You have to be You have to be able to do and have done what you're teaching someone else. Yep. You know? Yep, that's right. I agree with that. So so the um, – if somebody comes to you and they are stuck and, like, bad, like, can't pay the bills, can't – the Electric's getting shut off tomorrow. Car got repoed the other day. Getting evicted from my place of, of where I live. You know, whatever. Yeah. Just really horrible circumstances. We've we've all I've I've had people come to me in that shape, right? And I'm sure you've had many more than I have. So, like, what do you say to them? What I mean, I know I know you've got to ask certain questions. I get that. But what what do you say to help them get out of that? Because it's a mindset. I know it is. But how do yeah. you get them to to break that? What do you say? <laughs> well, you know, firstly, I let them know that what they're going through is what they're going through right now. I also ask them what's possible because I want to hear what they're thinking. I can learn a lot. We can all learn a lot from what people answer to questions. Right. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of times I've had people be like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do anything. And I ask them anything because it's going to take a little bit more discomfort before you get comfortable. Yes. And you know, people either are like, you know why It can't get any worse. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Or people say, you know, I have no money. I can't afford help. It's like, okay, let me do some mentorship and see if you even do what I offer to you before we even agree to work together, right? Right, right. Um, Nine out of ten times, people do take some action. Maybe not consistent, but some action. Yeah. And then there's that, there's that person out there who isn't, isn't, isn't for me to help. Like, I just, you know, we all have different things going on. And yeah. what I say all the time is what is possible? Like, what do you want? I don't like to focus on what led them to where they are. Even in my even in my counseling practice, I use solution focused approach. Yeah. Because rehashing trauma, rehashing pain, it it's not good for our psyche. 
Right. And it doesn't improve anything. It's, it's people are just going to relive and be triggered by what they've been through instead of like, you're right here. Where do you want to go? Right. So really having candid conversations with people and asking them what's possible. What are you committing to? What are you willing to commit to? Yeah. Because I feel like the best results I've had with clients and now clients find me. There's women that seek me out. They're like, oh my gosh, I, I want to work with you, you know? Yeah. yeah. But but really getting clear on, like, I take a no bullshit approach. I will love you with all my heart and soul, and I will help you. But if you want to work with me, you have to take responsibility. And you have to consciously choose every minute, every hour, every day to change your life. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. So so we're coming up to the end of, of the show already. Can you believe yeah. that? Jeez, that went fast. <laughs> Did that go fast? It did. It's been Jeez. great, though. It has been. You're amazing, and and I, you know, um, I kind of and and I know that like you're you're just you're killing it in everything that you do, um, and and again, you've been through the the times just like we all do, like where it's like I'm not killing it, right? Yeah, it's a roller coaster ride. <laughs> it it is. really is, and yeah. and and you know. But what's what's coming up for you? What's what's next? I mean, I'm, you said you just got a new book deal. Yeah, so that's that's the biggest thing right now. I'm actually going to be closing my private practice as well. Wow. So I'm focusing more on coaching women yeah. and speaking internationally and, and my books and product lines. So really focusing on this book. Um, the title is so badass. I can't wait till I can announce it. Oh. <laughs> uh... uh, the title is just a glimpse of how great the content is. But oh, wow. so, yeah, really focusing on serving in a greater capacity. So really looking for um, opportunities to be that light, be that voice of reason, but attracting people that want to change, want to live better, yeah. you know, and really just getting that message out there that we can be, do, have whatever we believe. So Scaling my business more that level, really looking for more um, the group coaching. You'll see a lot more programs coming out from me just so I can help more people at once. I find yeah. it's been, you know, I love my one-to-ones. I love my VIP clients. I, I surely do. But yeah. when you get people together that are like-minded, it's so powerful. It's so rewarding. Yeah, I'm so, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So so how can how can everybody that that's that is doesn't know you how can they follow you uh follow me on instagram or facebook at christy primer okay and uh you know my website christy primer will come up primetimecs.com but my name pretty much christy brings Prim up yeah so com goes to the uh, primetime that or just my name or, okay. or primetimecs.com. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys what you took away from this interview, what's up, how I can support you. What are some parting words of wisdom or advice you would give to everybody watching this? Now, remember that this, this goes out on the Binge Networks TV um, as well, and there's four or five million people there, and and I've been told I have the number one show on the network. So of course um, you do. <laughs> well, that's what that's what I was told. So I'm I'm grateful for that. But you know, regardless, a lot of people will see this that have no idea who you are or I am, um, yeah. and all over the world. So what 
give them some the people who are like just maybe stuck in a bad relationship or they're stuck in a in a bad job or they're stuck in a you know they're not living their full potential and they know it um what what are you going to say to them that's i love this opportunity ken you know i want to say first i see you and i honor you and i've been you and no matter where you are or where you have been, you can get to where you're going. You can be who you want to be. And it's finding the right influencers, the right supporters, and being in the right environment. You know, I, I really just first want to say I see you and honor you. I've been there. Love and that. anything, anything is possible. Love that. I love that. Christy, you are an amazing human being. An amazing human doing. <laughs> I love that. Doing it. <laughs> You're yeah. doing it. And and I'm so grateful. I thank you so much for, for coming on. I, I know you're very busy. It took a while to even get you booked. That's how busy know, you are. I know, but thank you for your patience. And you are, just, under. I appreciate you. I appreciate these shows that you do that, that you. are of so much value. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and everybody, make sure that you go follow... Go to primetimecs.com. Yeah. Primetimecs.com. I'm sure all of your social media stuff is on there. And, and And follow Christy and everything that she's doing because she is truly a rock star that's making a lot of great things happen. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. To everybody on Facebook, thank you for every share, every heart, every like, love. We even got some laughing cry faces. I love that. So, Christy, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.